I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey. And this is United States of Murder's very own Wacky Wednesday. We're back. We're back for more Wacky Wednesday. Me too. Where are you at a breath? <laughs> just at baseline. <laughs> I'm out of breath, just at baseline. I'm not getting enough sleep. Oh my gosh. Now I'm paranoid. Before we start, we I asked, I made the mistake of asking our friends for advice yeah. for our videos. And they were basically like, you need to look at the screen the whole, whole time. Okay. Memorize all your notes. That's not happening. And then they're like, get a teleprompter or a cue card, someone holding it. I'm like, we're not Saturday Night Live with two shows. I have a wild one for you today. Good. And it just happened a few days ago. Oh, mine just happened a few days ago, too. On March 5th, a man was arrested for attempting to open the emergency exit on a flight to Boston. Biggest fear. I've never once have thought, let's play around with that. No, but I'm always worried some asshole like this guy is going to think it's funny and try to do it. Well, I'll get to it. So, 33-year-old Francisco Severo Torres... Sure. I'm, I'm assuming several is how it's pronounced, was arrested and charged for attempting to open the emergency exit door while aboard a United Airlines flight from L.A. to Boston. Ooh, a long flight, too. That is a very long flight. Mm. Then he attempted to stab a flight attendant in the neck. With what? I'm getting ahead of you. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So 45 minutes before the plane was supposed to land. So they were almost there. That's the that's when you're coasting and you're like 30 minutes it's left. It's like, are, are you not just... Yeah, you're, you're like, basically you're going, down. going down. I don't know what... We don't know what made him decide to do it all of a sudden. But 45 minutes before the plane was supposed to land, the flight crew got an alarm in the cockpit that a, a door opened. Well, not opened, but they can tell if yeah. the handle has been tampered with. So don't, don't do it. The side door between first class and coach... That's usually in mm-hmm. the middle. You know, everyone that's ridden on a plane knows it has that big red exit yeah. thing. Well, someone moved it out of the fully locked position. So it wasn't open. My but it, hands are sweating. Yeah, it wasn't open, but it was like someone was trying to open it. So the flight attendant reported it to the captain and they secured the door. And then, of course, they're like, who did that? Because they know before they fly, they have all the alerts. So they know it wasn't like that. Right. I know someone messed with it. So one flight attendant noticed Francisco near the door earlier, and they thought he was the one that did it. Was he sitting there? You know how they'll sit you in that emergency exit row, right. and they'll come to you and say, in the event of an emergency, are you prepared to... You know, it didn't specify that he was sitting there. They just said they noticed he was near the door. But that's also kind of if you go to a certain bathroom, depending. I don't know what this plan layout looked like, but maybe on the way to the bathroom, something happened. They just said he was near the door, and they thought he was the one that did it. So it's potentially he could be sitting there. But they confronted him, and immediately he was like, do you have cameras saying I did it? Do you know that I did that? And they're just kind of like, no. We're asking you, you did you mess with that? So... They notified the captain that they thought he posed a threat to the aircraft and that they needed to land as soon as possible. I mean, luckily, they're already like 45 minutes away. Right. They're descending at this point. 
Well, after this, Francisco got out of his seat and approached the area where two flight attendants were standing. One saw him mouthing something, and he thrust toward one of the flight attendants in a stabbing motion with a broken metal spoon. What I think of a broken metal spoon is you take it, you bend it, and you break the top off. Like that's a shank. You would like that's a prison hard. shank. Yeah. So he's like thrusting this stabbing spoon in the air, and he hit the flight attendant on the neck three times. <gasps> luckily, they were not harmed. Maybe it was the round end. He did not harm them, luckily. And at this point, the passengers tackled him. Sure. Can you imagine this flight? Girl. They probably think it's... How, I'd be well from LA to Boston and panicking. We're 45 minutes from landing. I'm drunk already. So, so they tackled yeah, me. panicking 100%. And he was arrested Sunday at the Boston Logal International Airport once the plane landed. He admitted to investigators that he knew if he opened the door, he would be killing people, like potentially. So he did finally he, admit to it. Well, yeah, like he was in his right mind in terms of. Knowing it was bad, like knowing he knew he shouldn't be doing that, but he was doing it so he could jump. He said he also believed that the flight attendant was trying to kill him, and he wanted to kill them first. But you just wanted to kill yourself, exactly. So I don't love anything about this. This literally just happened. It's. I mean, it didn't say anything about him being drunk or mentally unstable, but likely something is going on. That's not just. A typical behavior to have on a plane, but he was charged with one count of interference and attempted interference with flight crew members and attendants using a dangerous weapon. His hearing is set for March 9th, which for us is tomorrow. His hearing's tomorrow, and if convicted, he could face life in prison. But and he did not do stuff on planes. No. And the air- airline said it has zero tolerance for violence and that Francisco would be banned from flying on United pending an investigation. There have been so many stories in the media about airplanes lately. Have you noticed that you don't watch the news? Well, it just popped up on my Facebook randomly, and I normally never see the wacky stuff you see on yours. I am Mm. like an old woman and watch Good Morning America every day. Do you turn it on while you're getting ready? I do, and I listen and then in the evenings, I turn on the 5 o'clock news, and then I watch World News tonight at 5.30, and then I watch the local news at 6, and then at 10 o'clock, I watch it. Th- I'm just like an old woman. I watch the news all the time, and there have been so many, not like this, but turbulence, like, what was it, seven people were taken to the hospital after severe turbulence over Tennessee, after they left out of, yeah. out of Texas. There was another flight where a battery, like the battery caught on fire up on the overhead compartment and the plane filled with smoke and they had emergency land. There's just a lot of shit. I'm glad I don't have a flight anytime soon. Oh, no. I'm like... Oh, I was just talking to my hairdresser when I got my hair done a couple weeks ago about how when that flight in Little Rock, there was a private jet that crashed. It was a really bad windy day. Yeah. And I think everyone on board died. Awful. But it crashed in kind of like the east part of Little Rock, okay. right? Well, I haven't looked into this, but I'm making a mental note right now, too. But when the plane crashed and they were searching for the debris and for the people and everything, 
they found at least one other body. Yes. Not on this plane. Like yeah. that someone had dumped dumped a body. And they found just in And there might have been two, mm-hmm. but I know for sure there was one. So they just happened upon another crime scene, basically. That Why are we not talking about both. that? I know. I forgot all about that. It just happened to just I just reminded myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's telling oh, me about that. Gosh. And I'm like, what? All right. You ready for mine? Yep. Dun, dun, dun. This also just happened. Four friends crossed the border on Friday into Mexico. Within hours, they were abducted by gunmen and two of them were killed before the other two were rescued. This just happened. They were just rescued yesterday on Tuesday. Oh, man. I'm going to mispronounce all these words. Uh, Zelena Grant spoke to her brother on Thursday when he told her he was driving to Mexico with a group of friends. So she talked to her brother. She says he was telling her that this group of friends was going to drive to Mexico from South Carolina to go across the border because one of them was getting a tummy tuck. And it's cheaper to do it in Mexico. So, her brother, 28-year-old Zendale Brown, was laughing with his friends in the car and having a good time. She said he did not sound nervous at all. Tuesday, the Mexican authorities confirmed that her brother was dead. One of the two Americans in the group that were killed after gunmen attacked their car just hours after they crossed into the border town of Mod... I can't pronounce this. Matamoros? Matamores? Matamores? It's it's the same town from the spring break case that I covered last year. Oh, yeah. Mark. uh, Yeah, I don't remember. It's the same town. They crossed over from Brownsville. Mm. So, anyways, two others in the group did survive. One suffered a gunshot wound in his leg, and they were found along with the dead bodies in a house just outside the city. And they were, like, being held hostage. So these people kidnapped them, killed two of them, shot the other two, but they were alive and were holding them captive in this house. Why? The Americans were just the latest victims of violence in Mexico that the government has been unable to contain despite promises from the country's president that his security strategy is working. It feeds a narrative that Mexico is a lawless place. That Mexico has no capabilities of its own to deal with this and that the U.S. needs to do something, said a security analysis in Mexico City. So along with her brother, uh, Mr. Brown, and the three other kidnapped victims were Latavia McGee, Shaid Woodward, and Eric Williams. The Mexican authorities in Miss McGee and Mr. Williams survived and were transferred to the U.S. On Tuesday, so when they found the two that were still alive, they took them to the hospital. So investigators are considering many possible explanations for the attack, but have focused on the theory that there was some confusion and that this was a targeted attack. So basically, the drug cartel thought they were somebody else and attacked and murdered them by mistake. Oopsie. So two Mexican officials familiar with this investigation who were not authorized to speak publicly said that among various motives being considered by law enforcement, 
was the possibility that they were mistaken for smugglers and Haitian immigrants. The State Department in the U.S. has um, announced a travel advisory for the area where the Americans were kidnapped, and it's at a level four, meaning do not travel to this area due to crime and kidnapping. Well, there's only so many entry points into Mexico, right? Driving? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know through, I've only gone through Tijuana. Girl. I walked into Tijuana from, yeah, I did. And it's a longer walk than you would think to get through I'm not all of that stuff. To me- no. So the four Americans drove into the border town of Mata- Matamoras, or however you pronounce that, Alex Wish. <laughs> I'm like, where's my phone? I'll call them. We're recording on my phone. So they went um, in through Brownsville in a white minivan on Friday when gunmen began firing on their vehicle. The gunman then put the Americans into another vehicle and drove them away. During the initial confrontation between the victims and kidnappers, an innocent Mexican citizen was also killed. So uh, on Sunday, there was a video circulating on social media of four people being pulled into a pickup truck. She recognized her brother's blonde hair and said um, she recognized the tan pants he had on the black shirt. One of the other kidnapped Americans had recently worked at an insulation company and then cleaned rooms at a hotel in Myrtle Beach. According to his former colleagues, he was always willing to work very late and stay late and was friendly and just like mm-hmm. a good guy. Um, Michael Graham, 45, said he was friends with three of the four abducted Americans and that they were known around the city of South Carolina as a foursome, and he wasn't surprised that they all went together because they were like best friends, which kind of makes you think of our friend group, mm-hmm. except I wouldn't be going to Mexico to have plastic surgery. Some of them would be. Who do you think of all of our friends who would go to Mexico to have plastic surgery go? First person that comes to mind. Who? Jason and Hayden. Jason and Hayden. <laughs> together. <laughs> Hands down, it would be What's those two. Brazilian Butler. BBL. Both of them would get one. BBLs. Hands down, in a in an alleyway in this white minivan, for sure. No. Mm-mm. So, while Americans sometimes get entangled in violence in northern Mexico, a shared border of nearly 2,000 miles along a large swath of drug cartels and criminal organizations it is very unusual for u.s nationals to be kidnapped so the widely shared video appears to be of the kidnapping um shows three men dragging people onto the ground and then lifting them and dropping them into the bed of a white pickup truck Mm -hmm. at least one of the men was wearing an armored vest and they were dragging people in clear view of passing traffic Horrifying. I would think there would be some kind of security that you're on a busy street in the daylight. That's that, what I would think. That too. it wouldn't happen, but no. Or that enough people would be around? Well, I mean, snitches get stitches. They weren't, I mean, they clearly people saw them and didn't say anything. So the U.S. Mexican border is one of the busiest in the world, with young Mexicans crossing north to shop or attend private high schools. I didn't know that. Wow. And American nationals going south to buy cheap medication or undergo medical procedures that are, uh, you know, unaffordable in the U.S. When Americans become victims of violence in Mexico, it's often because they are in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
which is insane. It's terrifying. Criminal groups operate throughout the country, often avoid targeting American nationals because the blowback from the U.S. So, in 2021, more than 200 Americans died in Mexico, according to the State Department. Most of those deaths were either accident, suicide, or drug-related. And then they're very optimistically pointing out, only 75 were homicides. 75 out of 200, that's like a that's lot. That's too many. That's too many. More than 30,000 people were murdered in Mexico just last year, according to government figures, and the majority of them go unsolved. There have been some recent cases of particularly brutal violence against Americas and Americans in Mexico. The body of a U.S. public defender had more than 40 skull fractures when it was found at a beach resort just this January in Mexico. A beach resort? Mm-hmm. The same month, Mexican authorities found four bodies, including that of an American architect who had gone missing near a bullet-ridden van in central Mexico. And in October of last year, a 25-year-old American woman was killed near her resort in Cabo. There was an American citizen that was killed just a few days before these guys were kidnapped in the same place in Mexico as he was driving back from a nightclub. I'm just saying. I know bad stuff happens everywhere, but it is scary when you don't speak the language. You think of it, you're not, there's a language barrier. Oh my goodness. The policing is totally different. You're, you know, you're in, you don't know where you are. I think we also kind of have a preconceived notion. Like, I've read that Mexico is lawless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because you see all these movies. And, you know, I have, we have friends that are Hispanic. I work with a couple girls that are literally from Mexico. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, it's beautiful. My family lives there. and But you don't see that. Yeah. I mean, you see the beach resorts and then you see machine guns. You don't see that there are just towns that have. People live in families. Yeah. Normal people that aren't. Part of a drug cartel, mm-hmm. and that's sad that it gets. Yeah, because you read these stories, and I'm like, mm, no. It's I do feel like yeah, the U.S. on the news. That's all you hear about is the cartels. That's yeah. a big part of yeah, or gang violence or immigrants. You know, immigrants trying to cross in the border. Yeah. But I'm like, if this is going on at home, yeah, always I'd be trying to leave too. So, anyways, that's. The exact same place where that Mark Kilroy was that I covered last year's Patreon for spring break. Mm. Was spring break going wrong? And he was, what was it? Uh, I made a note. March of 89, he was down there for spring break. So I know that spring break is coming up. It is. Everybody. Yeah. My kids is next week. I was week about to say, when's your spring break? Week after next. And I actually know two different groups of people going to Mexico for spring break. Which part? Um... The beachy touristy parts, you know, resorts and all that. But the State Department has warned against travel to some parts of Mexico, including Cabo, Puerto Vallarta, Cancun, and Tulum, encouraging to exercise extreme caution due to crime and kidnapping currently right now. Wow. Puerto Vallarta has urged people to reconsider traveling there, period, 
as violent crime and gang activity has become very common. I was actually looking at that area for a resort to check out. No. See, Max? This is why I'm taking you to Branson. (laughs) But to be fair, I've walked into Tijuana and I saw a man stabbed on the street. It was a mess. I'm like, Sammy, we gotta go. He's like, let's get tacos. I'm like, that man is bleeding out. No. It was... I'm no. scared. I'm like, oh my god. No, ma'am. Me and Max are going to Branson. We're going to the Dolly Parton Stampede or whatever the politically correct term is for it now. Far, far away from drug cartels. Just me and my kid and the bald mobbers. We're going to have the best time in the Ozarks. <laughs> Watch me get mugged now that I make never more. There's some meth situations <laughs> up there. I'm just going to say. It's breaking bad everywhere. Don't I mean, come for me in Branson. And I'm just trying to go to Silver Dollar City and make some memories with my baby, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe go to the Titanic Museum. I haven't been there in a long time. Well, you know what? It's essentially the Myrtle Beach of the Oh, Mid-South. my God, it is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God, it is. It's just a, a western uh, Gatlinburg, if you will. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. So... But I know a lot of people going to Mexico. We love you, Mexico. We're we not do. You. We're not. It's just, yeah, we see only resorts and violence on TV. That's really, it. And I've only been to the resorts and stuff, the nice parts that mm-hmm. are like your own little bubble or, well, mm-hmm. walking around Tijuana. Yeah, except for that one time you saw someone stabbed. Yeah, except for that time. But it was fine. We ate, we drank. It was fine. You I came back because you still I there? I came back. I didn't. The only thing is, I don't like all the shop people like harassing you to get shop with them, and it's like being at the mall. I'm like, guys just stop like, yelling! I don't I'm not do what it. hair straight you're doing, sir. You're not straightening my hair. And I'm like, just leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm not getting involved with strangers. No, not doing it. But hmm, man, do you have another case? No. Oh, well. Oh, I do. Since you did not ask, it's short though. Maybe it's two pages. We'll see. An Alaska woman pled guilty to killing her best friend after a man she met online said he would pay her $9 million to send her to send him videos and photos of her committing the murder. He was obviously lying. Duh. Because people online are so honest. Why would, why would she even believe that for a second? So her name is Denali Brammer. She's 22. She pled guilty last Wednesday to first-degree murder. That sounds like a housewife. Do it know, does. A real housewife, it Denali. Does. So she killed her best friend in 2019, Cynthia Hoffman, who was 19. She died from a gunshot wound to the back of her head. Her body was dumped in a river about 27 miles northeast of Anchorage. Yikes. So... The Anchorage District Attorney's Office said that Denali, who was 18 at the time of the crime, started planning the murder after she met a man online who told her he would give her money in exchange for proof that she killed someone. She knew this man as Tyler and had begun a relationship with him, but authorities said he catfished her and created a fake persona as a multimillionaire from Kansas. His real name was Darren Schmilmer or something. I don't know. Sounds like that. And he lived in Indiana. I love that, like, his lie is, instead of being from Indiana, he's like, I'm in Kansas. 
Like, why would you not say you were like in Beverly Hills or New York oh, or something? Like well, multi-millionaire. The thing is, this? I mean, I'm sure they're there. Windmills and um, farming mm-hmm. ranching, but maybe that's it's just a random. It's a very random state. So, anyways, court documents state she didn't know that they started planning several crimes in exchange for money, including rape and murder of someone in Alaska. So. She chose her friend as the victim and then recruited four other friends to help her. She told them they would get substantial shares of the money if they would help her. And they did? Yes. So, authorities said that My Denali God. and two of the teens tricked Cynthia into coming on a hiking trip. And they bound her feet and hands, and they covered her mouth with duct tape, and shot her in the back of the head, and then mm. dumped her body in the river. As the crime was being committed, she sent photos and videos to Tyler. After killing Cynthia, the group destroyed her personal belongings and texted her parents, saying that they dropped her off at a park. <sighs> Police show that there was no evidence that Cynthia was sexually assaulted, so silver lining, I guess. Man, so uh, Alaska's Department of Law said Wednesday that she did admit to, she admitted to the facts contained in the complaint initially filed. So basically, they said X, Y, and Z happened and she admitted to it. Mm. She was arrested in 2019 and indicted on all charges, first degree murder, first degree conspiracy to commit murder, first degree solicitation of murder, and tampering with physical evidence, and two charges of second degree murder. Following her plea of guilty, the other charges were dismissed. So, she's scheduled to be sentenced in August and faces 30 to 99 years in prison. He was also arrested. The guy that she was, you know, making this whole thing up with um, and was indicted on five murder counts. So, the other people were also indicted for murder. Tampering with evidence. All three have put not guilty and are awaiting trial. Cynthia's family previously said they believed she was the target because she had a learning disability. And it put her at a very young age developmentally. So she was mentally like a preteen. Which is so incredibly fucking sad. Yeah. But... There's so much to this story that I want to do a deep dive into. Like, what website were you on? Where did you meet this guy? Yeah. How long were you friends with this girl? So don't be surprised if I circle back around and cover this for Alaska. Well, especially because if it, it just happened, yeah. Just well, not it much happened out. in 2019, yeah. but it, you know, it's, yeah. it's coming out. COVID, yeah, All COVID delayed everything. More and more stuff's coming out. But yeah. there's a lot of questions that I want answered, like. How did you get the gun? Whose gun is this? Yeah. Where the chat room were you in? Very oh random. Gosh. Very random. So, anyways. Murdoch hot takes. Don't have any yet. I have a ton of them, but I'm not doing it here. When okay. we come back oh. for season three and cover Mississippi, mm-hmm. I'll give you my hot takes on the whole Murdoch trial on that episode. So, Oh, boy. It's a lot. Samuel overheard some social workers talking about it at work and he came home and he's like, did you know 
he's tied to other murders. And I'm like, do Sam, you even listen to our podcast? Sam, sit down. I've been talking about this since June of 21. Like, we can't. I'm like, yes, are you talking about the nanny? He's like, yeah, apparently. And I'm like, I know, I know. Johnny come lately. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So I've got a bunch of stuff. We'll okay. talk about that on there and what else? Lacey wrote a bull. I did. Not a real one. A mechanical bull for the first time. And how was it? Was it the best time ever? I was there, but I don't remember. <laughs> it was fun. I did not it was at What was it called? The Wild Beaver Saloon Angry in Nashville? Angry Beaver? Wild Beaver. Oh, but I love the Angry Beavers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a mechanical bull. Several of us rode it. I did not. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to defend myself here. I was not wearing the right attire for it. I wish my, I was wearing like a cloth that was kind of smooth. I couldn't get a grip. Now I know why people wear leather. Do you think that like, you would have had leather yeah, I think pants it, on that it would have helped? It would have given me a couple more seconds. But I, I need to practice. I, is there a mechanical bull in Little Rock? At the electric cowboy? Mm. Go ahead. I've going. never been there. Have you been there? I moved here in 2009, and I have been once. There's one of those in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I never been to that one either, but people went to line. I mean, we may go. Let's go on. I'll go with you. Yeehaw. (laughs) Yeah, but we we rode some bulls. And we did stumble into the cutest um, little uh, speakeasy that turned out to be a disco. But... That was better. It was heaven. It, I was totally in my element. What was it called? Old Glory? Yeah. My stomach. This. I'm sorry. So apparently. So apparently I'm co-hosting with Brutus, <laughs> the redneck over no. here. Lacey's alter ego. It's my chest. <laughs> so someone found a speakeasy that was like walking distance from our Airbnb. Uh-huh. Love the convenience. I didn't even know we were close to stuff. No, I didn't either. We walked in. We're like, oh, it's going to be a laid back speakeasy with you know, cool drinks. We walk in. It's a full-fledged disco. Full-fledged. I mean, disco. It, it was a great time. But it time. was fun. It was too damn hot in there, though. Was, I was dancing my little ass off, and I'm like, I got to sit down. I'm going to pass out. It was hot. It was packed. So I had, to, I had to stop. And it was the YMCA, not a good song when people are sweaty and it's hot. You know why? Because you raise your arms. No. I thought Ashley was going to throw I up had on to us. Hide. I literally went to where Lacey was sitting, had to pull her up and stuck my what? face behind her back. My eyes, I was heaving. Yeah. That's one thing. I mean, of all the smells that are bad in the world, B.O. takes me out. I cannot Well, especially stand when it's it. just exposed. I'm like, ooh. Mm-mm. There's not a lot of antiperspirant in this. There's it smelled like they rubbed like coconut oil tacos in their armpits. Um, it was awful. I mean, I was so sweaty, so I can't even imagine. Well, I'm glad you didn't stink when I buried my. I know. Face I was. Well, I was so sweaty. I'm like, this is insane. They need the fan up in here. But it was like underground and underground yeah. like bunker. It was really freaking cool. very cool. I would definitely they go do back. it like what once first Saturday of the month every month is oh disco boy. night. Go you check heard, it out. You heard it here, folks. Go Not disco. only we talk about murder, but we'll tell you where to go dance. It was fun. It I was a great love time. That it was. Little it was Rock a great needs time. something like that. Mm-mm, it'll never happen. I don't know why, but it won't. We won't. No. What else? Anything? You watched anything? I'm just gonna be honest. 
We have just been binge watching Perfect Match on Netflix, and I'm not even ashamed. I've not seen that. Maybe I'll start it. It's it's such a mess. It's all these people from these other reality shows like Love is Blind. We have Bartise and Shane wearing their <gasps> crop tops. I guess muscly dudes wearing crop tops. Anyway, it's they're all trying to find their perfect match. It's a total mess. One of those two. Wait, my best bad. Words. Bartise is not wearing a crop top. It's Dom from the mole. Anyway, uh, I didn't watch the mole. Crop tops on men? No, I don't like a crop top on me. I look like Family Guy if I have a crop top on. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. No. I don't know. You do you, boo, but I'm like, mm, that's a choice. Good. We're not done yet. We're going to be binging. And I love this. Samuel's not one for reality TV, but the whole love is blind and the perfect match. He's like, Give me the popcorn. Did you watch season it. three of Love is Blind? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it and yet. And he loves it. He's I like, watch that. And he's like, oh, my God, can you believe it? So I may fun. watch that tonight. I may. It's good. I may run through the Burger King and get me a Whopper and go home and watch that with my dog. I don't have any regrets. Done. See, you know what most single people do when they don't have their kids? They go on dates. I get Whoppers and watch trash TV. <laughs> Well, and then bitch about being alone. You know. <laughs> I did watch Megan. Oh, is it good? I haven't seen it. Um, uh, Zero out of ten. Oh, no. It's very predictable. The I previews mean, to me look too, I don't know. It's too on the nose. It's very Chucky, but it's a girl. and That's what I... It's not a soul in her body. It's like she's an AI, whatever. I feel like it's just a Black Mirror episode that's yes. made into a longer, drawn-out movie. Yes. And it doesn't need to be. That's what it is. That's 100% what it Scream is. Scream comes out tomorrow. I also was going to say that. Are you going to go watch it tomorrow night? I don't know. I probably will not. I don't know. Maybe where is where are we? West, I think. I don't or know. North. I don't know where he's that's going. So far. We already got tickets. That's so far. No. Um, I may go... I may take Max to watch it like oh. Sunday, do like a Sunday matinee or something yeah. with him because yeah. he has to watch the screen. He likes it on screen, so so fun. Let us know what you're watching. Oh, we did get a book recommendation. I can't view it because it's on my phone and we're oh, recording, shit. but I'll talk. I'll write it down and talk about it when we record Mississippi, which is going to be our first episode, by the way. Yes, it is, and our Patreon. We have our Patreon. We'll be recording that soon, and um. It is the Ides of March, so we will be talking about assassinations. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be political, just different assassinations. So, Murdoch, that is technically an assassination. Do you have one yet? No. Me either. So. I like that theme, though. It's unique. It'll be fun and interesting. So, anyways. Join us next week for more tales of wacky crimes and criminals to help you get through your week. Bye. Bye.